0: Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James. And on today's episode, Seattle Mists own Katie Whalen and I will be talking football. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Lipson. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Lipson is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. I want to thank everyone for the increase in the downloads we have. Uh, We actually had quite a bit of more activity in London and in Australia the past week than I think we've had in the prior weeks. Uh, I do also want to welcome on the show Seattle Myth's own Katie Whalen. How are you doing, Katie?
1: Hey, good. Thank you so much for having me on the show
0: my pleasure thanks for being on the show uh as we talked about before we hit the record on this i am not hugely knowledgeable about what it is your guys football league and how big it is kind of what you guys do for everything to be honest with you all i know is watching you guys scares the hell out of me because you guys (laughs) don't hold back and you wear less padding than men
1: that's correct yes
0: That is crazy. So how did you get into doing this?
1: So I was not really an athlete growing up. I played a little bit of soccer, uh, but just kind of like JV. I never really was into competitive sports. Um, But I joined the Army and then ended up getting into like CrossFit. And so that kind of like sparked like a competitive, uh, you know, fire inside of me, I guess. Um, And it was just actually perfect timing. One of my coworkers had gone to a game and he was like, oh, you should go try out, blah, blah, blah um and it was actually at the end of the season so i thought i was gonna have to wait like an entire year to try out but they ended up changing the lfl season that year so i had zero football background my friends just kind of like encouraged me to go and they were like well babysit your daughter just go 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 just because i was (laughs) athletic um so i went tried out literally I didn't know what a route was like I didn't even understand how the quarterback knew to throw the ball when you know when she did and how the timing <laughs> was like so right all the time I was like oh the, the players have places they're supposed to be okay <laughs> but uh, um so yeah went to tryouts went to training camps and then I just kind of stuck with it um and this was in 2015 so okay. uh, I played 2015 16 17 took 2018 off for a deployment and then came back 2019
0: Oh, you were deployed mid-actual playing. I, I I, assumed that you were doing military prior to, and not actually during. That is fantastic. You are a very busy individual. You're a mom. <laughs> you're current military and uh, LFL and a writer, right? Yep, that's
1: right.
0: So when do you sleep? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out in <laughs> those days as well. Um, Yeah, luck. I mean, my daughters, her and I have kind of made it a family thing. And there's actually other moms on the team too. So anytime I've got practice, she's pretty much there with me, unless it's like five in the morning. Um, I don't drag <laughs> her out for those. But the kids all go, we hang out, um, the writing. And, you know, that's just my passion. So for that, that's, that's just fun for me. I just, I realize that instead of me going out to the club and going out to the bars and, you know, having a, a huge social life, um, I'm just focused on all these other things that I love doing
0: nice that works too you have to kind of put priorities ahead of a social life sometimes to kind of excel in life and kind of excel with the family you've uh, seemed to do that very well now do you in the league tend to have the same issues that you would have in the nfl when it comes to any safety precautions that kind of detail from cuz you guys hit hard and i mean you guys scare the hell out of me like i don't want to have to run into you guys do you, are you guys having similar issues or are your helmets a little bit more advanced than normal
1: so our helmets are actually way different they're they're hockey helmets and so, so. <laughs> there's kind of like you know there, there've been debates over the years you know if that's proper you know for us but The theory is, is that if our helmet, if we're not using those huge NFL helmets, we're not going to use the helmet as a weapon. Um, And so I haven't had any huge issues with that part of us. You know, we've got our helmets, we've got our shoulder pads. Um, We do have the same kind of like concussion protocols that NFL has, so... The league has, you know, its own medical staff. And then each team has their own medical staff as well. Seattle actually has the best medical staff in the league. We just have, uh, you know, a fleet of people that just want to be involved with our organization. Nice. So I feel very blessed. Like we've got physical therapists, we've got chiro, we've got massage therapists. And I, I don't think that's the same for every single team. It really just depends on how well the team goes out and kind of seeks that or, you know, seeks out that care. Um, but, yeah, we're very similar to the NFLs as far as, like, you know, watching for concussions and then, you know, keeping people off the field. And, you know, if, if our docs don't clear somebody for injury, you know, we've had some a bunch of ACL tears, you know, it's, you know uh-huh. very similar injuries that you'll see in, you know, any, you know, professional sport. You'll see them in the LFL as well. Uh-huh. Um, and the hits definitely do hit a little bit differently. The fact that we don't have any protection around our midsection, I've got you know, I've had broken ribs and... You know the air knocked out of me plenty of times, <laughs> so I think there is like for sure a, a bigger risk because of that. But I don't know. I guess it's it's just the uniqueness of our sport.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't holding back now. It looks like you guys are really in like arena football stadiums. Yep, is that right?
1: Yep, okay. that's exactly it. it's arena football, seven on seven.
0: So you guys are in closer contact at equal to high velocity with zero pads really sh- and shoulder pads to the midsection i've i've broken my ribs it hurts to breathe And i would yeah. assume you guys have that on a regular basis
1: yeah that's i had that that was one of the worst injuries i've ever had just because there's nothing you can do for it you just have to wait for it to heal <laughs> so
0: oh, that was painful awful. and
1: with us too the other big difference is we when we line up we're 3 yards off the ball the d-line is so it's it really creates an advantage for the the DNs and the, you know, the defense to run and pick up that speed. So that's that's one difference between us and regular arena ball. That and then every lineman's an eligible receiver.
0: Which is good for the quarterback, of course, because now you have more people to hit. Of course.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, yep, exactly.
0: So now I'm also curious of the pay scale. Is this enough for playing in the LFL to make this a permanent job for you? Or is it something and and not trying to compare oranges to apples but i do know that major league cheerleading they are doing equal amount of work traveling with the teams and they have to have full time jobs because it's considered a luxury to cheer for a team is it do they have that same stigma when it comes to lfl or are you guys paid enough to make this a full time career well
1: that's the funny part about it all is we're actually not paid at all Oh. This is all, we, we actually pay to play. So we pay a $45 fee, club fee, every year. Um, and we, we play. We, we don't get paid. It's all for just the love of the game. I mean, our travel's paid. Uh, you know, like our hotels, our flights and stuff like that when we travel. But that's it.
0: That's crazy. You're, getting, you're yeah. paying to get beat up.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we love it. We're all like, what's wrong with us?
0: <laughs> oh, that is Awesome. Now is yeah. it because are you you're active military now correct?
1: Yep. What branch are you? I'm Army.
0: Nice. Uh, my half brother was a Green Beret back in Desert Storm.
1: Oh no way! So I'm actually with the First Special Forces Group. So I work oh, wow. with all the Green Berets here. In nice.
0: Washington. Nice. You yep. you're doing so many things. I'm scared to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I even look at my life now and I'm kind of like, how did I get here? Because this is not the person that I was growing up. I was very shy, very timid, you know, not a risk taker at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I think just one thing led to another, and then <laughs> my life just completely changed. Uh,
0: but you're doing very well. You seem to su- be succeeding very nicely, and that's a fantastic thing, and especially in two things that scare the hell out of a lot of people one being military. <laughs> I, I, I'm scared shitless out of all of that and it's not because of anything I'm a great shot my friend wanted to be a marine corps sniper in high school and he actually called up the marines and they recruited him and we're at shooting ranges and I'm very good when no one's shooting back at me I'm perfectly fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but other than that that scares me and I football I, when I was a kid my parents said it was too dangerous don't do that so instead I became a junior olympic wrestler And travel the country doing that because they knew nothing about wrestling. So it worked out well. But uh, (laughs) you are doing things that I think break every stereotype and every stigma across the board. Now you're doing this as your YouTube video states, Hey mom, a sister and a writer. That is a huge onslaught of background to have and keep everything on even keel. How do you manage time to live and do anything?
1: Yeah, it's sometimes. Uh, so what it, What happened was I remember, so when I first started playing in the league and trying out, I remember having the same thought, like, how on earth am I ever going to be able to balance everything? And so I really just took it, like, one day at a time just to kind of see, like, how much I could take. And I honestly thought I would break before the season even started just with, like, the time commitments uh, when season's going on, we spend probably close to 20, 20 hours a week. Most of it's all jam-packed into the weekend, so it's like we just don't have a weekend. Uh, but then we'll do one weeknight of film study, which is four or five hours sometimes. Um, so it, it's weird because you think that there's no way I can do all of this, but then you just do it, and then it's like, oh, wow, I guess I guess you can. I just <laughs> learned to be really efficient, I guess, really good with my time. And then luckily, like, my job encourages physical fitness, and so, like, in some – in some cases, it's like they understand if I'm not at their PT session because they know I'm doing my PT session. So instead of doing their PT session, I'm doing some writing or you know other <laughs> things like that. So
0: Nice. Yeah. Now, what are some of your teammates or your friends that are in the leagues, what are they doing for their careers that are also running simultaneously with the season that they're able to kind of have this ability? Not that I... I don't think any employer would say, no, you can't go and do this when someone is voluntarily being in the LFL.
1: Right. Yeah. That's one of my other favorite parts of like this league in general, is seeing like the backgrounds the girls have because um, the, the jobs vary so widely. Every girl on my team, as far as I'm aware, it works full time. Um, so, I mean, we've got we've got dentists, we've got P, we've had PAs in the past, um, bus drivers. Um, we've had other military, we've had, um, you know, social workers, bartenders, a lot of trainers, you know, of course, um, not? But yeah, everybody, the, <laughs> the backgrounds vary so wildly. I think one girl on our team was like a aviation engineer this year. I think that's her oh, job wow. title. It's just incredible to see, like have this group of women like come together that, you know, professional, like smart driven athletic women. It's so, it's really empowering to be around girls like this and everybody is kind of like we all kind of struggle together to make it work, but somehow as, you know, collectively as a team, we just do. Um, we've got the best coach in the league. He kind of puts a lot of pressure on all of us though. And so like during the season, <laughs> we don't really like him too much, but then at the end of the day, he just makes all of us better. So it's like we can't help but <laughs> respect the guy. So Oh,
0: that's awesome. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think any coach I've ever had or anyone I've ever known or met has ever had a very nice nonchalant coach i think everyone hates their coach during the season i think that's what they get paid for
1: (laughs) yep exactly
0: so if you had to say who takes a more of a wallop or a beating would it be you guys or the nfl
1: oh i would have to say i mean i think it's us if you look at the big picture um not If you look at everything, not just the hits, but the sacrifices we have to make every single day to play this sport. You know, when you're playing in the NFL, that's your job. And if you get hurt, you're still going to have some kind of compensation, right? Whereas, like, yeah. for us, for example, like, if me, if I physically injured my body to the point where I was not, like, effective at my job, like, I could potentially lose my job. And then, you know what I mean? Be completely yeah, you're,
0: fucked. You're out completely. So, yeah, 100%. Like
1: Oh, and, like, one of the girls on the team, she's a oral surgeon. And so, like, if her Ooh. hands, she's a wide receiver. If she messes up her hands, breaks her hands, she can't do her job either. So, no. I think in the grand picture, it's more, like, we are at a bigger risk than someone playing in the NFL, even though in the NFL, I think they maybe have a possibility for more extreme injuries just because of the size of the men and stuff like that. But, uh, and, you know, in some of the teams we play against, we're still very in our, like, infant stages of knowing football, you know, most girls don't play it, you know, grow up playing football. So it's kind of the beginning of a movement. I think of, you know, women being involved in playing football, not powder puff, not not flag, but full on, you know, (laughs) tackle football. So,
0: which is what really intrigued me about you and about the league in general is because you do see a lot of powder puff and two hand touch and this is that and it's okay. And for lack of better rationale, you're both wearing the same types of uniforms. So it is essentially, you guys are your own marketing for this division, yet you guys are laying each other out. I still think one of my favorite highlights that they were replaying on the LFL, I think was on their uh, Instagram, was one of the receivers just got pushed by someone not in uniform and right-hooked the girl, knocked her out. I was like, that was awesome. You guys are messing around.
1: Yeah, I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's just
0: wild. That is just, it, it astounds me. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Have you guys tried to see if, because Seattle specifically, can get a, a game against, like, the Seahawks? Has that come up to you guys?
1: You know what? I don't know if it has since since I've played on the team. I think, you know, in, we've done promos and stuff like that with some of the the seahawks right we'll get together and do some charity work maybe together i don't know if we've actually ever played against them or set that up it's kind of hard for us because we don't have our own like manager per se for the team to go and kind of seek that out so it would just be us as players kind of trying to reach out and say like hey we're here and you guys are there can we (laughs) set something up but yeah honestly it's a good idea i haven't really thought about that um the Seahawks are really good to us, though. We were ended. We ended up on CenturyLink Field um, two years ago after we won a championship, and we got nice. to you know run some routes out there after a game. And so, I mean, we do have some connections, so we should for sure like try to set something like up. It would be fun. Um, yeah, I was Arthur, curious about that one of our my closest friends on the team, Key uh, Kira Williams, her brother Casey Williams played for the
0: Seahawks. So yeah. that's awesome. There go. That's what yeah. I'd be curious of. of A, if they would allow you to do that with them, and B, if they would allow contact. Because I feel there's two things against them. One is, if they get laid out by one of you, that's going viral (laughs) instantly. (laughs) Yeah, And two, essentially, any pro athlete is really an entity of the team. So I would be curious if they would let that happen in terms of a hit because a potential injury could happen. And it doesn't really matter the size of an individual against another individual. All it takes is one weird angle at a knee or a hip or a shoulder, and it it can just rupture anything, which is fascinating because it can. But I'm always curious if you guys are going to be able to do that, if that's something that would happen, or if there is potential to put you guys more mainstream – than what you are at this point do you do you know if there's anything in the works to kind of get you more in the public's eye and more mainstream to potentially get you guys paid, get you guys sponsors, or however that might work for you?
1: you know what I don't really know um we've kind of gone back and forth because when the leak first came out, um the games were on m t v two and at that point, like a lot of people knew about us then um and then we kind of went i I don't know where it was after m t v two but there was a reality show at one point on like oxygen so that kind of like you know got the attention of a lot of people and then we went to fuse and then now we're just on YouTube and so I think for a lot of us that play it's almost like we don't really almost like even have the time to like think like okay what can we do to like market this and get bigger and you know it's almost like we just love playing so much that we get so dialed in in the season that it doesn't even like cross our minds we just kind of <laughs> hope like okay well maybe one day maybe one day <laughs>
0: Maybe one day someone's going to see it and pay for it. Yeah, yeah you guys the, are crazy. The
1: competitiveness would go up so much if girls could make this their, you know, full time job um, instead of what we're doing now, which is kind of having to squish our training in anywhere that we can during the week, um, and just get. You know, we're kind of scraping by right now as far as our the time that we have available. So it would, yeah. I think, it would change the game completely if we could dedicate, you know, more hours to the sport.
0: Oh, absolutely, and. Does the league or the teams, are they offering you any insurance to cover injuries? Or is that also outside of the idea?
1: That is just something that they, they cover a lot of medical stuff with their own medical staff, um, especially for Seattle. But then girls are supposed to have insurance to play.
0: Okay. And see, so, and I would so. think that most individuals insurance would actually exclude competitive sports.
1: You know, that's funny. I've never even really thought about that just because luckily I'm in the army and they're used to me getting beat up at work too. So it's like, ah, oh, whatever. We'll see you for no matter what. But yeah, yeah, for a civilian insurance plan, I'm not even sure how that works.
0: Yeah. See, and just random thoughts that come off my head for spending a lifetime and watching everyone do things in an insurance that kind of makes me question kind of making sure everyone's covered for their own sake. Because like you said, an injury could potentially get you laid off from your right. regular job and not getting paid for either. And that's horrible for everybody. Yeah. So there's not a big idea around the league for you guys to have kind of an equal pay or even trying to get that route for it. That's just not something you guys are like potentially looking at because you don't have either the time for it or the representation, or is it just because you just know at this point in time, it's just not on the table.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think we just are already, it's almost like, we're so used to just how it is, and you know, we we just kind of go with it. We just want to play football, so it's like we're take we we all willingly, I think, take the risk and say, "All right, well, yeah, if something happens, it happens." But we're playing the greatest sport in the world, and we're having
0: really <laughs> too much fun. So I um, agree.
1: But yeah, looking ahead, I mean, I've thought, you know, if and when I. I'm not playing for sure anymore that I'd like to somehow be involved with the league to make it better for girls in the future. I think that that's kind of an obligation that you should have after you, you know, trying to make an organization, an organization better than you had it. Um, so that, that's something that has, you know, you know, sparked in my head, but it's just something I haven't thought of in a while. So
0: <laughs> now how competitive are you guys on the team with each other? Do you guys have to fight for the roster every year? Is it open tryouts or how does that work out for you?
1: Yep. So every year you have to retry out for your spot. So uh, we all go to tryouts and then we have an open tryout at the same time. So we'll have one open tryout where we'll go and then we invite it to the public basically. Um, And then some years we'll do another tryout just in case, like if we didn't get a lot of girls at the first one, we'll have another one or maybe even three. Um, And then once tryouts are done, uh, we start training camps. So we'll do like a rookie mini camp and then we'll do a full training camp. And at that point it's very competitive because, you know, the beginning of the season, everyone's pretty fresh. We don't have a lot of injuries at that point. So even this year was my fourth year playing. And even I was like, Oh shoot, (laughs) like, (laughs) all right, there's a lot of competition. But then our coach is just so aggressive with like, he, he likes to weed out like anyone that's like weak minded or just, you know, you know, bad deeds and stuff like that. So he has like, ridiculous expectations he was a military so he has very like military style so it kind of scares people off (laughs) but his theory is you know they wouldn't have lasted anyways i don't want them in a game anyways kind of thing so oh man uh yeah
0: (laughs) so i'm curious i like i said i my athletic abilities were limited i an individual where my father was my own little league coach and he was so competitive that I didn't do well because I didn't have great hand-eye That My own father benched me. So I didn't <laughs> do very well in doing these. But I did go to college, and I graduated out there. But while in college, we were in a fraternity, my friends and myself and everyone. And we had what we call a Greek week. So it's Greek Olympics. And I'm curious if when you guys have the tryouts, you tend to see what we called the hill people. Because the sororities and the fraternities all of a sudden had people we never knew of. We've never seen out of the years we've been here. They came out of nowhere. And they're massive. They're big, well-fit, strapping individuals that we've never seen in school before. Do you see a lot of these individuals kind of showing up for your tryouts as well when it comes to the open tryouts? And then just kind of uh, basically muscles over uh, brains.
1: Yeah, I mean, we get the craziest showing of girls. It's it's almost entertaining, like, because you'll have girls that just come and you're like, where were you hiding? You know, where'd you come <laughs> from? A lot of girls um, play D1 sports, and then they stop, and then they're like, okay, what do I do now? Um, yeah. And they hear of us, and then they come try out. Yeah, so we have, and it's funny, we'll have girls that literally know nothing about football, but they have the body, and so, like, as long as there's some aptitude there, like, our coach will just teach you football. Like, for me, for example, like, I would say I was probably maybe one of those girls that were just, I was like in really great shape, but I didn't know anything about football. So, you you know, I just had to learn and put the hours in and (laughs) study and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's just, and then we also do, um, we do, they're called free agent pickups every year, which is just kind of funny. But uh, we, each team is allowed four out of town players. um, And so we'll get girls that show up from other teams that want to play for us or girls like from out of state. So that's always kind of fun to see, like, who's going to show up, you know.
0: Well, that's got to be awesome. But it's also got to be, I would assume, and uh, it'd be a little bit annoying as well because you've got a core people that you probably work with every year. That's the same ones. Yeah, you have a change out here and there. But it's got to be a little bit of an oddity having random people come in that are flying into your team or you might have played against prior to that doesn't make things a little bit uh weird or have a little yeah. bit of a ruffle in there
1: it, it does yeah for certain players i would say but there's some people like for example this year we had um ali alberts and i've played against her um since 2015 she played for chicago she's one of the greatest wide receivers the league has ever seen though and she's just so smart uh football savvy so having her like of course at first it's like all right, come on, like, you're not from Seattle. And I'm sure Chicago is probably like, why are you going to Seattle, you know? But at the end of the day, we all just kind of, like, become family. So there there are definitely hiccups, I think, at the beginning with new people and just kind of you're feeling out the dynamic. But I think uh, the way we are in Seattle, we just kind of, like, I think we're just such a great group of people. And we're led by such great, you know, captains and coaches that we just make it work. And it's just, it's very unique. It's like nothing I've ever experienced before.
0: Yeah, I I can only imagine, just, again, it's because you guys scare the hell out of me. (laughs) A lot
1: of people say that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it's because it's one of those things you don't expect, and it is a social norm, I guess, now. But you see gorgeous women, and then all of a sudden, they are just laying the crap out of each other. Just You guys are spearing, I mean, you guys are literally getting airborne, spearing each other and going to town. That is just scary, and... If I had a guy coming at me, I would assume I could do something, but I probably couldn't, but I would think I might be able to, let alone a woman coming at me, and every guy has the same thought of, okay, okay, what are you going to do? And all of a sudden, you get laid out. Like, that just yep. – it's <laughs> not the thought and you have.
1: Not even just the big girls. Some of our you know smallest girls on the team, they just hit so hard and so low that it's so effective, so –
0: yeah, your guys' training is fantastic. It, it, like you said, it doesn't matter the size. You guys are all outright trained well. You know the right spots to hit. You guys have done well. I um, mean, you guys ended the season at what? Uh, was it number two?
1: We won the championship this year.
0: Oh, you won the championship this year. The yes, we did. So, many, so we, were, we were three
1: and one this year.
0: Nice. So is yeah, it just so typically so four games?
1: It, it used to be six. Uh, we're down to four. It's kind of weird. Uh, we end up having about a game a month. So there's like a little bit of time in between each game. Sometimes it ends up being where you have a game, you know, two weeks after and then not again for a month and a half. But um, it's a, it averages out to be about a game a month. Um, so, yeah, so we did lose one game this year, but we ended up winning the championship. We won in 2017 after an undefeated season and then we won in 2015. So we've got I've gotten three three rings with the team.
0: Oh, that is awesome.
1: Yeah, I, can't, I couldn't have asked for a better LFL experience. We won the championship my rookie year. so. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's it was
0: because fun. of you, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure. No, that is amazing, though. So I was looking on the LFL's website. It had you guys at number two, but power ranking number one. So I apologize.
1: No, no, that's okay. No worries.
0: Yeah, that was. Yeah, you guys, the league, so it's truncated. And you guys are out there just kicking each other's asses. And then you've got the NFL, that's a 16-game season, and they're traveling. It's one game every week or so-and-so, but full pads, full pay, full insurance, full everything. It's an interesting dichotomy of the two. I really want to see you guys get the sponsors and get out there as well. Um, I don't know what happens as much in Seattle, but I'm in Sacramento. And they just actually pushed through and got the uh, expansion team for the Major League Soccer coming out here. Which is funny because Sacramento's a shit town for sports. It is, is horrible. It? <laughs> Absolutely horrible. They've had the Kings here for years. The Kings were going to get sold to somebody else. And instead of doing that, they put a big building in Midtown Sacramento and pushed out the people that were already there, the patrons and the mom and pops uh, shops. So that's gone. So now we've got something that's going to come in for soccer and that they're hoping to do the same thing which is funny because it's not what we have. We have football for Sac State that gets huge locals here to to be in it as well as the competition for it for um, some of the Olympics. I think having an NFL league in Sacramento would put butts in the seats and be completely different. So it's just a weird dichotomy of what people choose and what cities choose for. And you guys, again, are fantastic. I mean, like you said, you have oral surgeons on your team they go out and hit someone one day and fix someone the next day
1: yeah it's it's so funny like i i think that too like if we'd have like a late practice and i i get home late you know it's midnight i gotta go to bed wake up at five in the morning for like a ruck march or something and put on you know my uniform it's just like such an interesting like contrast you know um but the two go hand in hand like sometimes at work when i'm you know i'm airborne so i've got to jump out of plane sometimes and i swear every time i jump i always think like all right, this is not that bad. Like I tackle the shit out of people and get tackled. (laughs) So that hurts probably more than this landing is going to hurt. And then, you know, in football, when I'm lining up across from somebody, I'm staring at a huge, you know, middle linebacker. I'm like, whatever. I jump out of planes. I can do this. So it kind of like just balances each other out in a weird way.
0: Yeah. And see, I would think that your background specifically would really help you in the LFL and vice versa, because like you said, you're doing training for both that, you know one hand washes the other they both compliment each other which is fantastic now you've got people that are pas attorneys surgeons that are playing that are wake up next morning and have to be in front of people and have to be prim and proper and etiquette and all this and you got to go back out to a, a battlefield well not really a battlefield but you got to go to an army base and you still got to curse at people it's kind of a nice city for you i think
1: yeah. <laughs> It's so true, yeah. I don't think I own any regular girl clothes anymore. It's all just workout clothes and my army stuff. I, I don't, Nothing girly anymore.
0: I think most of the females I know only wear workout clothes and they don't even work out. So I don't know if that's any different.
1: <laughs> it's just comfortable, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, that works. Now, you, your YouTube video, which we'll put on the HermanJames.com uh, as well, you have your adorable daughter wearing the football helmet and everything else. Are you okay with her doing the same thing?
1: I am. Yeah, she, she's actually in flag football right now. Nice. Um, and she, she's kind of indifferent on it. She has fun out there, but she's such a beginner. She kind of is like, is kind of ready for it to be over. She loves like swim and dance and gymnastics. She's super, super girly. Um, if she ever wanted to play in the league though, I would fully support her. And I would, I would definitely have that conversation as like, as far as, because she's asked me before, you know, mom, why do you play football in your underwear? and like it's just funny she grew up watching me play right and when she first asked me that I didn't have a good answer for her and I was kind of like you know what I I don't know if I can explain this to you right now um but it's really like at the end of the day it's what brings people in to watch us and people show up to our games thinking they're gonna see like you know just a bunch of ass and like that's gonna be the highlight of it and then they come to the game and they just see our like offensive like complex plays and people are just blown away at the level of uh play that we're at right now so i mean yeah it's just it's just so i don't know it's funny it's very unique
0: i I agree and i would ask the same question of why you guys play in such skimpy outfits but the answer is is you don't control it so it really doesn't matter yeah
1: (laughs) we're not we're not choosing to it's kind of like we all play despite the uniform, then, you know, for it. But it, what's funny, though, is that we wear, you know, if you look at, like, track stars and, you know, beach volleyball and, uh, you know, even competitive bodybuilding, a lot of girls in other sports wear less than what we do. It's just that yeah. we're hitting people. And it's something that you normally see people all padded up fully clothed. So it's, you know, something completely different than what people are used to seeing. But at the end of the day, we're, we're wearing, you know, about the same as what a lot of other competitive athletes wear.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah, you're wearing more than some are, and I still, I personally don't want to see it, but I think it would be funny to put the NFL in the same outfit you guys wear and see how well they perform.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> Especially me playing center, like I get into some very uncomfortable low positions, and I'm like, all right, everybody can see everything, but let's just <laughs> let me just get this play over with here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's a difference between. You of your size and stature versus a 325-pound lineman wearing the same thing in that same uh, stance. So it's a little bit of a different idea. Although that would be a great game to see someone just do once. I think that would be the most viral NFL video that's ever hit the, the country. So it would be great.
1: Someone should just make kind of a, a spoof video on it just because it'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that kind of come about with essentially the movements that have come across the country to kind of make the equal rights for everyone and equal pay, which is not new. I mean, it's been with the country for decades, but I, I think that would be a funny thing to see that should be instead of like the puppy bowl during super bowl, it yeah. should be <laughs> that instead.
1: I would love it. <laughs> <That's a laughs> I, think th-
0: idea. I think that would be a fantastic idea. And I think that would give everyone a little bit of a just reason and hell that's a good cross promotion for you guys. LFL presents yeah. men wearing LFL uniforms at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be great. All right, yeah. Katie. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Where can people find you if they want to see more of your highlights and where can they find LFL information and what's the best way to get their butts in the seats?
1: So my, my personal Instagram or my athlete Instagram is uh, kdubs4 underscore LFL. And then they can also follow my LFL on Instagram. And then um, Seattle Mist has an LFL page as well. I think it's just Seattle Mist LFL. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, everything is pretty much put out through Instagram and through Facebook. And then all of our games are on YouTube. So if you just go to YouTube and just type in, Seattle missed or LFL 2019, you'll get every game from this last season, including the championship. So um, definitely, I mean, I wish everybody knew about it and everybody checked it out. Cause it's just so incredible. Um, it's such a high pace, like fun game to watch. So
0: yeah, you guys, I've said it like a thousand times. You guys are crazy cause you're physically fit. That also scares me. And you guys are just laying <laughs> each other out. It's just, it is An absolute blast to watch. And personally, I loved watching my female friends look at the highlights because before we push play, they do the same things that everyone else does, and like really this they're they're wearing that. And then all of a sudden you see someone just go full horizontal and lay someone out, like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) It it instantly changed people's (laughs) mind. So it is great
1: the background knowledge on the fact that you know these girls aren't getting paid and they're just doing it because they love it and like we're doing so much with the the time and i think the time and assets that we have so if people really like realize that and then watch the game it's like oh shit like (laughs) this is like uh, it's at such a professional level but with you know a novice amount of time so yeah
0: it's incredible all right, everyone, check them out. Uh, you can also check out LFLUS.com. You can check on there, see the team's tickets are on there. You can actually click the Seattle Mist, and you can go down and check out uh, Katie's own personal uh, stats from last year on there. It's going to tell you everything from the rushing, receiving, fumbles, tackles. It's incredible. And if you think you can do what these girls do, put on their outfits and try to go on the team and see what happens. Just, just try I'm, I'm doubting that you can walk the, the walk. All right, Katie. Well, I appreciate you being on. And uh, hopefully we can do this uh, another time soon.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Well, that appears to be all the time I've got for this episode. I want to thank Katie for coming on. Make sure to go to LFLUS.com forward slash Mist. Check out the games. Go to the games. The tickets start at $15 a piece. They're going to be starting their new season in the beginning half of 2020. Go and see the reigning champs. You can also check out Katie on her Instagram at kdub4lfl. All the links, all the websites are going to be in the podcast description. So make sure you click the tabs. Check out the social media pages as well. I also want to thank. Our sponsor for this episode being Yolo Brewery. Check out YoloBrew.com. Make sure to visit that brewery. Try some of the best local beer you've ever had and bring some home with you to make sure you're watching the girls of so the LFL kicks some ass. Can't wait to be near you until next time.